And no matter like where I went, whether it was school or ballet or fashion or work or in a different environment where maybe, you know, people didn't think that my, my curly hair was so beautiful or that my butt was too big or my skin was a funny color, too light or too dark or whatever. I always knew because of the way that my mother loved me that I was beautiful. Hey y'all, it's Julie Global Wilson and you are tuned in to The Color Files. Today we have a whole entire icon on the mic. I-C-O-N, you heard? My guest today is supermodel Veronica Webb. To all the millennials that don't know, check her receipts. One, she's a model, she's an actress, she's a writer, and so much more. Two, she was the first African-American to have a major cosmetics contract. Can we just pause for a second? Let that sink in. I repeat, she was the first African-American to have a major cosmetics contract before any of the others. Miss Veronica Webb was the first in the game. Oh, and did I mention she's appeared on the covers of Vogue, Essence, and Elle magazines and on runways for Chanel, just to name a few? For anyone who dreams of a model life, this woman lived it. But it isn't all roses and rosé. Imagine being turned away from a gig because the professional stylist couldn't do your hair or not being able to get work because of the color of your skin. Well, Veronica has triumphed and come out on the other side. Fabulous, honey. She has a fashion and beauty blog called Web on the Fly, where she celebrates aging, pro-aging. And if there's anyone I want to take beauty and aging tips from, it's her, sis. Okay, so I geeked out enough. I want you guys to hear about her from her own words. Let's get into it. Oh my gosh, guys, I don't know how else to put this, but I have a whole entire supermodel and icon in my midst. And I'm just, just elated to have the one and only Veronica Webb on the podcast. Likewise, likewise, likewise. I have seen Julie's rise from when she used to write for different um, online publications like HuffPo until she ascended here to the seat, the throne of the Black Girl Magic Queen. Yes, she has now joined the series and also the beauty director of Essence. So I am thrilled to be here with you as well. I'm so excited. Yes, Black Girl Magic Headquarters. I feel like every girl who's in publishing wants to touch Essence at some point. So I'm very pleased to be here. But you have touched Essence a ton of times too. You have been in Essence. You've been on the cover of Essence two, three times? I think three times. I mean, I owe a great debt to Essence. I mean, even as a child, Essence was one of the first places I got to see myself. Yes. And I got to see a young version of myself and a hip version of myself and a version of the woman who I would one day become Yes, in Essence. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you're a part of that legacy now, right? Because when we look in through the archives and we listen to even now today, a podcast, you are a part of the legacy of showing women of color that they can be beautiful and strong and bold and entrepreneurial and just take control of their lives and really like make their lives something like your legacy and your career 
is like mind blowing, Veronica. Like, do you wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, I'm Veronica Webb? Like, what? And I've done X, Y, and Z and even more A to Z. You know, I actually have to wake up in the morning lots of times and remind myself that, yes, I have done all those things and that all those things matter. And one of the biggest things that I talk to myself about a lot is that, like Barbie says, I want to be part of the last generation of first. I mean, we were just talking in the lobby, right? I yes. was, I went to, I went through, I was lucky enough to have a very visionary, strong, beautiful mother who put me through um, a Waldorf school, which is an alternative form of education because my mom said the world is getting smaller and I want you to have exposure to all kinds of people. Integration is the key to everything. I went to the first integrated private school in Michigan. I was the first black model to have a cosmetics contract. My aunt was the first black professor of nursing at Columbia. Mm. I think my mother was the first generation of women who, well, actually she was the first generation of women in the United States army who were um, given permanent posts. And she was also elevated to the rank of Lieutenant Colonel. Wow. Uh, my sister was the first black oncologist in the state of Michigan. So really, then this is all in our lifetime. Exactly. Right? You're not saying my great, 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 grandmother. No, not like, at all. Not wow. at all. You know, and women, women of all colors and black women are still crossing barriers. And, you know, Essence was the first magazine of, of its kind mm -hmm. for young groovy black women. That tells you like how long I've been groovy. around that I used. Yeah, I, I love like the word groovy. <laughs> yeah. Wavy is kind of like groovy, but like you know groovy, what? Though. Yeah. I, I like groovy. I'm use groovy more. Yeah. We could use wavy too. It was like the <laughs> first wavy magazine of its kind for um, young wavy black women. Um, so I have Your to legacy. remind myself of like how many firsts have happened in my lifetime. And I hope my kids really aren't part of generation of first for black women. Right. I hope not either, although it is really powerful to have that a part of your, you know, your your story and your trajectory. So I'm I, I'm just blown away. And so we have to go back to the fact because I always say this when I'm talking about you. I'm like, and Veronica Webb was the first black model to land a major beauty contract. Tell take us back to that moment, because that is so incredibly like epic in a way that one, the fact that it's ha it happened so late in the game, right? That you can say you were the first to do that. Mm -hmm. But in a time where our beauty really wasn't being celebrated. And so the fact that you were one of the first, you were the first to land or ink a contract like this is amazing. And did you understand the weight of that when you did sign? Well, 100%, I did understand the weight of it when I was signing it because it was so hard won, you know, and it wasn't just me who fought for it. It was Beth Ann who fought for it. It oh, was everything. Beth Ann Hardison, y'all. If y'all know who Beth Ann Hardison is, um, Google immediately. Mm -hmm. Icon, right? legend in this industry. So, you know, it was Beth Ann who fought for it. It was, it was Tyra. It was Naomi. It was every other black model who you can think of, you know, we leaned on our agents, we leaned on the photographers, you know, please make this possible because it takes, you know, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. And when I got that contract, I thought, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm glad it happened. It's amazing to be the first one. I don't want to be the only one or the last one. Right. 
So that that was very that was very much on my shoulders to do a great job. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, one of the things, you know, this is when this is when big data is your friend because the fact that Time Magazine published this article called The Browning of America mm-hmm. um, in 1990, that shifted the whole beauty industry and it began to shift the TV industry, mm-hmm. you know, and every day, like I turn on the TV or I look in a magazine or I listen to a podcast or I look at the names on the bylines in, you know, Forbes and New York Times. And it's more and more people of color because the data proves that we're great customers. We over-index in most every sector of spending. And like we make up, what, 13% of the population, yet we are just spending and we're like the strongest, most powerful consumers. And so it only makes sense. It's good juju. It's good, um, you know, it's good morally, but it's great business. Exactly. So I think it's really important for us to vote with our dollar. Mm. Um, You know, we want to try to find businesses that are have fair hiring practices that sell us non-toxic products Mm -hmm. that um, have fair trade. I mean, there's so much we can do by voting with our dollar. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's one of the things that gave me my chance to have a contract was black women voting with their dollar. And that contract did so many like beautiful, it's given me so many beautiful moments in my life. Like I met these girls the other night and well, women, actually, who were a little bit older than me. They were in their early 60s. And they said, um, they were from a small, small town in Georgia. And they said, when your Revlon ads came out, we took them down to our drugstore and we demanded that they order color style, which was color what- style. Color style. Can you believe it? Um, which was what the, those cosmetics were called. Because we know that they exist at a drugstore price and you carry Revlon, so you have to get our makeup here for us. And Veronica's in the whole entire ad, and, like, we know that they're there. So make sure that you supply this store with those colors. You know, and to think that, like, what you, do on, what you do on Glamorous Madison Avenue changes lives all around the world lives, means Veronica. a lot. Um, then, you know, I met a woman not long ago who um, came to this country from the Philippines, and she said when she got here, her parents told her, They sat her down. They said, listen, you're never going to be considered beautiful because we're not in Manila anymore. And just it's blonde hair and it's blue eyes here. And you just are not going to fit in. And um, she said that she had my Revlon. She had a, a Revlon ad. And she showed her parents and she said, if she's beautiful, then I'm beautiful. And she said, wow. I kept that ad on my wall all through high school and it saved my life. No one could tell me that I wasn't beautiful because you were considered beautiful. And so, I feel like I look like you. Wow. Wow. Right? Like, look what you've done. Like, more than that, but like the fact that you have those stories to either remind you of the life and the in in the legacy you've created or even just to push you to do more right do you remember the day you got the contract or the day you shot it like what was it like like was it was it celebratory was it surreal was it the day of the contract was surreal um it was very exciting the day i shot it was very disappointing um because Um, the hair and makeup people for me weren't great. And you would think 
as a beauty company, right, and shooting a beauty ad that and being a beauty company that got check the woke box by being the first mm-hmm. to sign a woman of color to, you know, be a spokeswoman, uh, to be a face, that they would have all of those things in place for you. But, you know, here's the thing. It's like things change little by little. And just because you have the chance as the first black person, when you look around the room, lots of times there's nobody else of color. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you now to hold the elevator, hold the door open and train other people so that you enter in a fully integrated work environment that supports everyone who's supposed to be there. So, I mean, I like to think that um, I did a lot to help the careers of Oscar James, Mm -hmm. Sam Fine, Idris Nichols. Uh, Um, You know, those were all people who before didn't really have a chance to do ads like that, Mm -hmm. um, who I asked for and insisted on having and Mm -hmm. helped to grow their careers. And I think that that really changed the landscape of beauty in a really big way. Yeah. And speaking of that, you spoke recently about creating a book, right? Oh, I worked with my friend, actually, um, Marcellus Reynolds, who is a stylist who wrote a love letter to black models called Supreme Models. And he reached out to me and he said, I'm going to write this book. And I thought, God bless you, but I know exactly what you're getting into. Mm. Just let me know if I can help you in any way. So I wrote Mm -hmm. the foreword for the book. Okay. Marcella spent eight years. He spent all of his savings, took out loans, and created this incredibly beautiful book. It's called Supreme Iconic Black Models Who Revolutionized the Fashion Industry. And it starts from the very, very, very first of our kind Mm -hmm. up until now. And it's a book. Please get this book. Please support this book. I mean, I'm invested in it because it's the first book of its kind, right? Um, And it catalogs a a first generation of black models. Please like go out. This book is so beautiful. You will learn so much about fashion. You will be stunned. You will be, I'm giving it to everybody for Christmas. You can get it on Amazon. It's $50. If any, and Marcellus made the book really affordable so Mm -hmm. that our people can buy it. Our people can give it. You know, a little girl can save up her allowance or a little boy can save up his allowance and, and just get a book. And just pour over exactly. these pictures and their story. Are there stories behind There's the models? There's stories in, uh, for about every model. And, you know, and it's really a book about integration. It's a, it's a it's the power of people putting aside their prejudices, people breaking rules, people putting aside everything that society says and saying Beauty is beauty is beauty. Mm-hmm. It's undeniable. And beauty yeah. only gets richer and deeper mm-hmm. and more satisfying mm-hmm. to look at when it's all inclusive. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you worked on that too, because it gives it another level of validation, right? To actually have a black supermodel, like writing the forward and making sure that everything in the book is like authentic and real and, um, and complete, right? We want to be able to like actually have this tome to be like, wow, look at all of these amazing, beautiful women that have, you know, 
carved out a space in this industry that, you know, I've worked in fashion and beauty for a long time and it can be brutal when it comes to diversity and inclusivity. And it's hard. It's like an uphill battle always, even though whenever we like take like five steps forward, we're taking like maybe sometimes like four steps back and we're like, okay, we only took one step, you know? So, um, I applaud you for continuing that fight for inclusivity and diversity and representation. And I think it's, it's, it's incredibly important to me because the images of models give people ideas of what they can do and where they can go. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's the power of beauty, the power of makeup, the power of fashion is to make you feel confident, right? So if you're using fashion in any other way, other than to feel confident, like really confident that when you go into a room, you own a situation, you call the shots, mm-hmm. you're not using fashion and beauty right. Right. So were you are, always this confident? Um, yes and no. Did you just come out like, where's the runway? Let me kill this thing. Oh my gosh. I'm, no, like, no, 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 like, no. Look at me. I'm confident. Not only just your beauty, because that goes without question. You're beautiful. You hit the genetic jackpot, right? But Thanks, they're... mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but dad. But, they're... but being beautiful aesthetically doesn't necessarily mean that you're also confident, right? And you have to have the type of confidence that you, I feel like you possess in order to make it in this cutthroat industry to, to be able to be tenacious enough to, um, you know, lean in and get those, those contracts and walk the most major runways and be on the biggest, um, covers like that doesn't, you can't be really a wallflower. You have to also be very aware of who you are and what you want to do and be ambitious, which takes confidence. So where does that confidence come from for Veronica? Well, I think my confidence a lot comes from my, well, it, well, it comes from my upbringing. It's funny. We're talking about confidence and I'm faltering, but the thing is, is I think confidence comes more from work ethic than anything else. And if you have like, you know, obviously my mother was a Lieutenant Colonel and my father was also in the military. So we have a really strong work ethic in our family and a real belief in, you know, focus, concentration, repetition will take you to where you want to go. Um, did I always feel confident inside the fashion industry? Of course not, because everything's about what's new, what's next, what's different. Um, you know, whoever King photographer, King magazine or King designer is at that point, you know, whoever the reigning queen at that magazine says is the best and most beautiful designer, model, makeup artist or whatever. If you don't fit in and you're not chosen by that kind of click of the moment, you can feel like you don't exist and you can feel like it's all over. Um, And then just the struggle of like learning to get your hair together and learning to get your makeup Mm. together was long and hard. And I'm really glad that I got to work with some of the very best people in the business who taught me a lot of tips and tricks that saved my ass. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you don't always get the top of the top or, or even you get people who are fantastic, but they're not that experienced. Um, and some people come from places where they never deal with people of color because they just don't. don't. Well, yeah, they don't have to, or the nearest person of color is a thousand miles away. Like they just, they just don't. Um, 
And so then that inexperience falls on to your ability to perform as a professional. And that can make you feel unwanted and inferior. Um, when I first started in the business, like the kind of hair tools that people have now, like, you know, right. flat irons and, you know, stuff that you can just plug in easily and that. transform your hair. No, you had to have a stove or you, or you had to have. Oh, right. Be hot comb. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I was interviewing Iman, she even said like, it really can screw with your career. Like what, basically what you're saying. She was like, if I go onto um, a job and the makeup artist doesn't have my right foundation, I'm looking like pale. Once the lights hit me and the flat camera flash, then I don't look strong. The images aren't strong and therefore I don't look strong. And so that could prevent me from getting the next gig. I lost covers because of that. Mm. And that's part of the reason why I gave the example of Australia. I mean, um, I, it was like 88 and I was booked for a major cover for Mademoiselle. People who are older will remember what this magazine is. Magazine is. <laughs> and the hairdresser could not have been nicer. He had zero idea of how to do my hair just... he, and he just couldn't do it. And there were four other girls there. And so they kind of sent me home because, well, they didn't kind of send me home. They sent me home. Cause they were like, we don't know what to do with this yeah. black woman's hair. Yeah. And they weren't going to find another hairdresser. And there was, you know, I couldn't call glam squad or go and right. buy a flat iron. Right. So I was just or call uh, up Oscar. At that point. Exactly. Right. You know, I was ass out basically, excuse wow. my French on the, no, on the we podcast. Can, we can do as much <laughs> French as we want. We grown. And, and that's when I also learned a, a really abject tough lesson about the power of hair and makeup and how important it is to be able to get yourself together right. you know spend that time when you're not up against the wall like when you're not trying to go to a job interview when you're not trying to go on you know a date or out with your husband or um to a meeting and Take like 20 minutes. And if there's something that you're struggling with, work on it a little bit yes. when the stakes aren't high. Right. Like yeah. on a Saturday. I mean, you know, it's makeup like, and it's hair. You can always like brush it out or, or, or wipe it off. It's fine. Right. Um, and ever since then, I almost will, I will not go to work without everything prepped. Even to this day, I keep my foundation in my bag. Mm -hmm. um, I go to work with my hair done. I bring two backup wigs. You're like, I'm going to be sure. Uh -huh. I'm, not, I'm not resting on whatever situation I'm walking into. Because there's so much else that goes into it. I mean, like what you're looking at today, this is like... It's fabulous, by the way, everyone. These curls are popping. The skin is perfection. This fatigue, this yellow, black, and gray fatigue sweater. And she has leather pants on and like neon yellow pumps. Okay. And I know you can't see this, but she's serving, but you always serve. And Miss Julie is giving you a window plane blazer Ooh. and um, multiple cascading gold chains yes. and finished off by Ooh. a pair of Gucci loafers with chunky beaded heels okay. that have pearls on them. Yes. All right. Yes. Descriptions. Hiya. <laughs> and cat eye horn glasses. Yes. Fashion break over. So, <laughs> That is to say that what you're looking like when when you see a model up there, like that moment when the picture is taken is the shortest moment. That moment on the runway right. is the shortest moment. What you're looking at is weeks of working out, weeks of careful food selection, um, meditating, 
money on highlights, on yes. money, like money, money at the hairdresser, um, nails, like nails, everything. sleep, all this stuff. So like teeth it, whitening, mm-hmm. if you have like all of it, of course, um, eyebrow threading. I can everything. only imagine waxing, lasering. What, what so but there's a lot of preparation. Yeah. You know, and you, and you lose so much. It's like, you don't just lose the day. You lose all the money and time that you put behind getting in, in the position to be selected for the person to work on that day. So anyway, use the power of hair, makeup, fitness, diet to give yourself confidence to give so that no matter what goes wrong, you have a base. Like, you know, I always have that base. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm in good shape. I don't have too much crappy food in my body. Are you like Um, a vegan or anything? You know, I wish I could be a vegan. I'm still not bacon, right? Do you love bacon? Cause I love bacon. I talk about bacon at least once every podcast episode, but I just love it because I ask everyone I like interview is just like so pulled together and so fit. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you're probably a vegan and you probably don't eat bacon. Um, I eat bacon. I eat bacon as a treat. I eat really good bacon though. Like I have to, I have to know where everything, I I have to know where it comes from. Be bad and bougie about your bacon. I like Mm -hmm. it. But most of the time, like I, I'll I'll do tempeh bacon, Uh which is really good. Okay. I'll try it out. Which is really good. Yeah. You can do everything. A a little twirl. I don't know if it'll stick. It's worth it. It's (laughs) worth it. But more than anything, I mean, like I grew up in Detroit, so that's like being from the South once removed. Right. Um, So everything we ate was baptized in deep fat. Okay. Um, You know, so I grew up with all all the terrible food choices and which were tasty and delicious and part of our heritage. But at the time we're not necessarily that well prepared. Like we had the Crisco can on the stove right, right. With, with the bacon grease right. in it for, for, for cooking eggs, yep. for frying, for frying Everything fried chicken. Everything with the bacon grease. Oh my God. Oh Everything. My God, oh my God. But so today, good, but so you, bad. Are you like, you're obviously more conscious about what you eat. I'm usually are you vegan like that until six. Too? Cause you have kids. Yeah. Two, three, wait, four, four kids. So four. we're, we're, we're a blended family. We're a blended family. Okay. Um, I have, I have two. My husband has two. But I try to be vegan until six. I try to make really careful food choices. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to eat food. Vegan until 6 p.m., you're saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a good kind of trick. Yeah. To, like, be a little better about it. Like, don't go full vegan, but, like, I can be vegan for a certain amount of time during the day. Uh, well, you, you would be surprised, one, how much better you feel, two, how much money you save, Three, how much easier it is to clean up your kitchen. I'm doing this, Veronica. I'm going to be vegan until six. Um, you can always have soup and salad. You know, you can have. Just e- have my bacon for dinner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can you can have, it. you can have, you can have coconut yogurt. Mm-hmm. You can have smoothies. Okay. You know, when, I'm here for it. Look, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be a better Julie. I'm trying to have better health. I'm trying to be just better in the world. I think that could help me. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be a better Veronica too. I'm 55 in, um, in Sis, February. I don't wear, where's the 55? Because, you know, I, what are you, first of all, what are you doing? I know for a fact, you know who I met two weeks, two weeks ago. Yes. Who'd you Dr. Jenneton. I love her. And I know yes. that you go to her. Yes. This bel- amazing yes. black woman, dermatologist. She's not even a dermatologist. She's a plastic surgeon. She is. Sorts, she is. But dermatologist too. Certified dermatologist. She is an ocular facial there surgeon. So basically what she does is she, per- she repairs like, um, people's people's eye problems right and so she started doing aesthetic medicine because that's fun for her 
Um, and she just launched a new skincare line yes, called she did. Logic, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with. I went to her preview, yeah. her her editor's event. Um, shout out to Marjon Carlos, who organized that. And I'm now obsessed. As, as well, you should be. She's a great physician. Um, and... We spent a year actually working together. I have like really bad melasma on my face. Um, so she's been helping me with that. Also, you know, as you get older, you know, uh, women, women lose bone mass. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, it's just how if you, we don't have to nerd. Okay. Out. All, all right. I we need won't to nerd know out. is the so fact anyway, that you're 55, you look 25. What are you doing? We know you're seeing this amazing so, um, woman, black woman peels. in Brooklyn who's just yep. dope. We do peels. Um, you know. Uh, we do um, a little bit of Botox to lift the eyebrows. And then like right here on my orbital bone, I did a little bit of filler. On the sides of your eyes. Yeah, because you know mm-hmm. what? You, you lose volume in your face. Yes. You're, losing, you're losing bone more than anything. Sis, I'm here for all of it. Mm-hmm. I literally was e- emailing with her this morning and she was like, you have to come in for a service. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm going to write you a list of all the things I need you to do. Like I love my, m- myself and like my face, but we can all be a little bit better. And I know I can too. I'm going to do it. And you know, none of it works without diet and exercise. That's the part that I need to work on as well. But I'm going to be a vegan until six o'clock. Like you've already converted me. It's like a thing now. Yeah. I mean, try it for a couple of weeks. And like with your schedule, I know how crazy it is. But you know what? You know what You're works gonna great? You're going to be my accountability person. I'm going to DM okay. you like my meals. I'm going to be like, look, I'm doing it. There's no bacon You're on. involved. You're on. Okay. You're on. It's like <laughs> I just went to this restaurant in, in Williamsburg and I had vegetarian couscous. Okay. And it was so flavorful and tasty. This morning for breakfast, I took like um, warm almond milk mm-hmm. and um, a little bit of chocolate protein powder from Metagenics because it's really mm-hmm. clean. There's no junk in it. It's long, clean burning energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of other supplements that I get from my nutritionist, Oz Garcia, um, who wrote this great book called Redesigning 50. We'll which, be buying that as well, along with the supermodel book. And then I put my supplements in and then I drink that and I'm and I'm good to go. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna really try. Tell us more about because our readers, I mean our listeners, really need to know like what products are you obsessed with? What are you doing? Like what's the beauty regimen? Are you the type of chick who's doing like this the I'm wash, I'm double cleansing, then I'm doing this essence, then I'm doing the toner, then I'm doing the serum, then I'm doing the moisturizer, or are you just like, oh, like water? And like Vaseline or something. Well, Julie, like. you know, um, the, the best way to find out like all my products I'm obsessed with and what yeah. I'm doing from day to day with my skin is you can go on my blog, webonthefly.com. I know that's right. Yeah. Plug that. What is it called again? Web, W-E-B-B, onthefly.com. And so, you know, it's it's a pro-aging blog and it's about like, I want to get older. I want to be 110 and I want to be really strong. You know, I want to fight decrepitude. I'm not, I'm not trying to be anti-aging because right. I, I respect age. I respect right. wisdom. Pro-aging. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just trying to help my body be as strong as it possibly can. Like I'm yeah. trying to create this internal sort of I love that. Sh- shadow self that's propped up with, you know, nutrition, exercise, vitamins that is stronger and mm-hmm. stays strong and doesn't break down so easily because that's part of what happens with age. You know, you kind of yes. rust out. Um, so I do a lot of different things cause you know, I get sent everything and I'm curious and yeah. I love beauty. Like I said, you know, I love yeah. the power of beauty. I love the power of makeup and products. You know, I'm, it. I'm all for science. Um, 
But pretty much I try to stay as clean as possible with Mm -hmm. my products. I use a lot of natural oils Mm -hmm. because they can sort of do it all. Like, um, Rose, rose oil, rose hip oil, um, almond oil, vitamin E oil. You can take your makeup off. Yeah. You can take your makeup off. You can moisturize your hair. Um, you can, you can moisturize your face. You can put it all over your whole body because that's the healthiest way to, to moisturize your body's largest organ, which mm-hmm. is your skin. Because all that stuff gets drunk in, like drunk right into your bloodstream. Absolutely. Um, but then at the same time, you know, there's certain stuff like I wish I could use a lemon and mashed banana and, you know, get rid of all the fine lines on my face and clear mm-hmm. up my melasma. But you can't. Right. So um, I love it. You have you're doing some stuff that is a little more involved with, you know, professionals and treatments and that sort of thing. But you're also taking care of and um, making sure those investments are also like intact by doing all of this natural, very clean stuff at home. And then, you know, our, our reproductive cycles really um, really, really rule our skin. And not only, not only just for the, the texture of our skin, but also structurally for our bones and stuff. So I think that's where you really need to loop in with, um, your dermatologist because, Mm -hmm. you know, after you have a baby, your skin changes, menopause, your skin changes, perimenopause, your skin changes. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a great time to be visiting your dermatologist and really doubling down on Mm -hmm. what they have to offer. Um, and then any other tips and tricks, we need to know all of the supermodel tips and tricks, like 12 ounces of water before you do anything in the morning when you wake up, just go for it. Just down the water. Yep. It's literally like idling the car. Okay. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So imagine like the, like the world is a cold winter day. Your body wakes up every day on a cold winter day. Um, and it needs to slowly get started. So when you put water in, like, you know, we're, we're what? 80% water. Like you, your juices start flowing. It's like starter fluid for your mojo. Mm-hmm. You know, you need that 12 ounces of water as soon as you wake up breaking a sweat once a day is important. Um, my mother always used to say, don't let your hair stop you doing whatever you need to do. I mean, that is a word that a lot of us need to know that our hair cannot stop us from living healthy lives. Yep. That's a really big deal. Um, I dance a lot. Are we, are we doing trap music? Like I want to like picture Veronica grooving. Like what is your jammy jam jam? You know, trap music is fine. R&B is fine. I, I love footwork. That's my thing. I feel like that's footwork. Yeah. What's footwork? Footwork is just like, instead of twerking, like you're really moving and you're doing combinations with your feet and you're like, you know, you're like moonwalking, crisscrossing. You were like, your twerk is trash. You need to actually have some choreography, Julie. Get it together. Cause, because choreography is good for you cognitively. Look, I'm a dancer. I, I grew up as a dancer. I get it. I love a good choreography moment. Right? So I get it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to incorporate some choreography into my twerking sessions. And, and you know, like you can get these dance classes. You can go to dance classes. Like now that's kind of like the new workout where you oh, go to yeah. dance classes. You can classes. go to Alvin Ailey. You can go to Alvin Ailey. You can go to Broadway. Uh, Fitness 305. You can go to Forward Space, Banana Skirt. There's a lot of oh, places. But then also you can go on Pop Sugar and they always have a great dance workout. I'm telling you. Oh, just to watch? Yeah. And do it at home? Your, ladies, your workout is on your phone. Oh, I'm doing it. 
Your workout Done. is on your I love phone. banana skirt because they show you like how to do all the dances from like the videos and stuff. Exactly. It's so much fun. Exactly. Okay. That's what you meant by footwork. I was like, what does she mean? Yeah. Like, so sometimes what I do is I just put like, I'll, I'll put the YouTube videos on and then I'll watch them on slow motion and teach myself to dance yes. and then speed it up a little bit more and a little bit more until uh, like I've got it. And then it forces me to learn something new because you know how they say every time you learn something new, it creates new neural pathways in your yes. brain, you know, and that's another way to and fight. It just keeps you young and just like feeling young, right? Because we're only as old as what we feel, right? Uh-huh. And I love that you are also championing that beyond like diversity, obviously in fashion and beauty, you're also talking a lot about like age, right? Yeah, ageism is a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of media outlets miss that, right? I was just talking to someone about that. Not only, obviously, racial diversity is very, very important, not just black and white. Where are the Asian girls? Where are the Indian? Where are Muslim? Mm -hmm. Like all of that, right? But also the fact that there's also age diversity. There's also size diversity, right? We talk about that a lot in fashion. But I was just saying the other day, I was like, I want to see a girl with a full face and a double chin in a magazine, putting the $150 serum on her face. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a straight, small model doing that all the time. And you don't have to call it out. Like, look at, we put the big girl in in the beauty um, space and this is a big girl or a curvy girl beauty story. No, just put her in there and let it be the image that it is. Mm -hmm. Because that woman who sees herself in that model with the double chin will feel seen, right? Well, also, I feel like um, we we have we have that girl. That's precious, preciously. Yep, I love preciously. She's everything. So we need to be seeing preciously more. We do, and we need the magazines to get it going and put preciously in that beauty story, Mm -hmm. and then. You know, big data is our friend. The numbers don't lie. If right. p- if people respond It'll to her, work. yeah, It'll work. Yeah, because she has been making strides, like her and Paloma and um, Tess Holiday and Ashley Graham. All of those girls see, have been here's making the thing. in fashion. Here's the thing, but- and and here's the thing on on diversity that we really need to talk about. One, Ashley Graham does not have a black or Latin counterpart or right. Asian counterpart. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hadid sisters do not have a black or Latin counterpart. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. I mean, what's it's, up? <laughs> what's up? Exactly. So we need to grow and expand for sure. Um, before I let you go, because I'm so sad we have to wrap this up, but our, our, our conversations continue because now I'm a vegan kind of until and, six she's a vegan until, until six. six and i'm, I'm gonna, and i'm her accountability I'm partner i'm going to try as hard as i can my husband is like i will eat bacon on bacon and put the bacon on the steak and then also the potatoes fry them into the bacon grease it's a lot so i'm gonna try it. my best um but i always ask my guests this question and i would love your answer when did you know black was beautiful i always knew by the way that my mother looked at me my mother loved me so much and she was so good to all of us. I mean, my, my dad was great to all of us too. And they were really good and they were really great parents. But like the way my mother looked at me, I always knew that I was beautiful. And no matter like where I went, whether it was school or ballet or fashion or 
you know, work or in a different environment where maybe, you know, people didn't think that my, my curly hair was so beautiful or that my butt was too big or my skin was a funny color, too light or too dark or whatever. I always knew because of the way that my mother loved me that I was beautiful. And if I was like her, cause I loved her so much and respected her so much. And she was so capable that my beauty couldn't be taken away from me. And finally, you know, I don't always look the way I do now. I'm not always going to look the way I look now, but I'm always going to be the same person. And I love the person that you are. Thank you so much, Veronica Webb, icon, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to my very, very special guest, Veronica Webb. And make sure to follow me on the gram. I'm at Miss Julie. M-I-S-S-J-U-L-E-E. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to catch other episodes of The Color Files with guests like Tracy Ellis Ross, Lala, and Sir John. The Color Files is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you find podcasts. Talk soon.